Half a truth is often a great lie. Keeping notes? We certainly hope so. And yes, nothing is more frustrating when you have more questions than answers. Just remember, it's bathtubs all the way down. Great Cliffs Journal. On the subject of the rescue party, this is some bullshit. You mean to tell me that the city's answers to getting a team of explorers and adventurers guild members out of this hellhole is to recruit another adventurers guild? <laughs> After what I've seen down here, I'd rather have a fucking army. But hey, at least this group seems more savory than those blackhearts. Welcome to the spellcast, you fucks. Temple awaiteth. Yes. What's going, what's going on? It is in front of you. It's just around the corner. The double doors are closed. It's right there. All you have to do is walk us to it. The Dumbledores? The Dumbledores. Dumbledores. Yes, the Dumbledores. I take off the helmet. Guys, that was so much fun. I should name this helmet. What do you, you have an arrow sticking out of Oh, shit. Mm, yeah, there, there's an arrow sticking, sticking out of you. Do you pull it out? It fucking hurts. Ow. Like, ow. Like, it, it's, 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 it's not the same. It looks like just a standard arrow like you could buy at, uh, at any, like, armory in the city or whatnot. Well, nothing special about it. No, you have a trophy cool, like, things. What do you have a long pokey thing? A long pokey thing. <laughs> um, also, the under, the underside of the, the house is actually unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy <gasps> Can you enchant my helmet? With what? It's the helmet of cleansing. Um, what, 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 is, what does the cleansing spell do? I think it burns things to unrecognized flash. I can't enchant things with spells I can't cast. Yeah, that's no the unfortunate. Can. Actually, no one can. I if wanted, you're going to make a magical item, you must know the spell you're trying to That's inconvenient. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to do. Yeah, something holy. I mean, so so specifically, what I do is temporarily insert. So uh, we uh, into the temple. We should move quickly because we made a lot of noise. Right. And for once, it wasn't me, mostly. <laughs> like I know I yelled at the end there, but very likely they did not come there because I yelled. In front of you are these golden double doors, very elaborate. Uh, depicting dwarves in robes, uh, you can recognize. Did you really whip that bad? I mean, yes, I believe one. What is religion? But, but can you relate to me anything that you've read about religion that you may have forgotten? <laughs> is this something that I can use my hands? Yes, uh, yes. I don't have something. a skill. This is I do not have a skill, but. Like, so how? Yeah. How the hell does it? Just, yes. just, just. <laughs> When you, when you were young, did your parents ever, like, make you... Say the venerations of Tyr, yes? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, just, um, you know, just, just think about that. But for other names of weird dudes, I guess. Like, like not Tyr. The venerations of not Tyr? Yeah. It's a different Tyr. It's a whole other Tyr. <laughs> it's a whole other Tyr. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I rolled a four. I have to, I have to do the thing. I have to roll the check. <laughs> okay, I passed my DC 15, so you get to roll an advantage, and also you get the proficiency bonus for plus three. 
trying to translate, of course, this ancient dwarvish as everything, you figure out and discover that this is a temple to Moradin. Moradin is the dwarf god of creation. I knew that. Is cool. that something I didn't know? Yeah. You know, you know, you know what Moradin is? Not here. Right. It all makes sense. It all makes sense now. It's all here. Uh, yes, Moradin is the dwarf god of creation. This is his temple. And it, the double doors are closed. I go kick down the door. Uh, Do it, Azale, that'd be cool. You kick the door, give me a strength check. 12. Plus, Plus strength or athletics? Strength. 3, 15. 15, okay. You kick and you hear a splintering of wood behind the door. Uh, it's not open yet. Can I kick down the door one more time? Yeah, yeah, yes, you can go again. You can go again and try and kick again. Seventeen. You crack the, the bar that is that is uh, holding the door in the door in place. It's not a very thick piece of wood, but the door swings open and this metal, uh, not metal, this wooden two by four sort of clunks on the ground from the balance of being split in twain, and you open to this now lit hallway uh, in this temple, and you can see that uh, kind of every other wall sconce has been lit. Not all of them, uh, but enough to create connected points of light on, along this red carpeted floor. And it is very, is a very holy sanctified uh, place. There are not so much tapestries as there are as there are very beautiful red and gold and ivory white drapery around, leading off in. I'm glad I kicked down the door instead of you know we all been a fool and actually pushing in. (laughs) It it opens to a hallway that starts that starts as if it slants to the left along the edge of this. Of this uh, of this temple, and then it makes it, it bends to the right as it hits a the corner of this octagonal building. Okay, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Do you all follow? Yeah. I mean, it's all it's all lit, so it's weird. Like it's the only building that's actually right, and it was barred from the inside. Yeah, it was barred yeah. from the inside. Yeah. Yes, yes. You you reach pretty much almost the opposite end. You come to this veil. And you can see behind it there is there is this lavish door. Uh, you can also see in front of the veil there is this altar, and you are about like this is after you've made one or two turns. There's this altar in front of it. There are pews for uh, very uh, short pews for dwarves to sit in, and there are uh, candelabras. Candelabras, yes, candelabras, sort of lining. Uh, the walls which have been lit. You can see that the door behind this veil has been opened and the veil has been parted back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I peer through the veil. Okay. You can see the hallway continues going on. Just just continues going. To a sort of more lavish. There's more drapery. There's gold filigree along the molding from the top and the bottom of the floor. The crowning of the molding. The candelabras are more numerous, uh, medium-sized braziers that sort of hang from chains on hooks along the wall. 
uh, and they are burning rather brightly as they, in most places. Again, in the right. same way that the wall sconces were. There are no pews, though, and the carpet now has uh, gold in place. Alright, as I proceed further, can I yell out, like, because it doesn't, it's like, um, it's empty, so... You certainly can, you can yell out. If anybody's alive in there? Mm, you can hear echoes, uh, no, flies, though ceilings are high and vaulted, in a way, sort of like an old cathedral. It doesn't seem like there's a second floor to this building. You reach where there are no windows, where windows stop, where there is uh, a sharper turn inward to the right, and there are no more windows. Uh, but it's, and the hallways get generally a little bit shorter. And you come upon another door, uh, this time in front of a, uh, behind a larger altar, uh, behind a thicker, taller veil. I'm gonna push the door open rather roughly. Push the door open rather roughly. Fine, fine. Uh, you, the, the air whoosh, whooshes as the door opens, and you see behind it nothing except for a very short hallway uh, seemingly looking like a holy of holies as of sorts with this setting on top of this altar that looks like it used to hold a gemstone source and except now it's weird because this altar looks like it's been slid away from the wall like the whole section that the altar is attached to has been slid away from this wall and behind it is this And you begin to realize that as you've been walking, you've been walking in smaller concentric octagons. Mm -hmm. And now you've reached this point. Let's go! Is it like a, is this like an escape route? Is this like, I mean it seems like it was, they wanted to keep something out, obviously. So it might just be people. But we have to... Mm -hmm. Is there any way to tell how, like, what's the timetable of all the events that have been happening here, like, within the past few days or within the past, like, week plus? We're gonna say for the past few days ish. Yeah, we're gonna say that. Really enough time for a few short minutes. Okay, so, so, yeah, we just go. Okay. Well, On I, that note, yeah. I need to go. You do? Okay. Uh, okay. Like that. That's a good way to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see what's behind in the secret passageway and what you discover. And find Connell. And find Connell. And Connell's here behind you. Like, hey guys, what's going on? There's an explosion. Connell's coming to board the door. Donkey will come from the passageway. Be like, what's up, guys? Like, I was hanging out with this guy named Bob. Like, really cool. You guys met Bob? Oh man, this guy. I mean. I mean, let's be honest, Bob was like one of the best parts. Yes, Bob, yeah. Bob was was the feature here. Bob was truly amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jeremiah, for joining us. I, I It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for hosting me on the show. Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, we're going to end the session, and we will continue next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so we're back with another session. We're, we're, we're going to have a smaller cast today we just we just had some some scheduling things getting all five of us together is 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 a bit is a bit hard sometimes and summer is filling up i'm i'm busy with with the, doing a kids camp i, I call <laughs> i call bolor on this i feel like that is a special perk of connell <laughs> <laughs> that's yes yes that's canon lore today we are joined by gerald he is back we are joined by mike 
And special guest today is Kelsey, who will be playing Meets the Heroes Brightcliff, who has heard the explosions uh, going off in the distance and the banshee-like whales and the preaching, and has run to to see what's going on and perhaps assist if need be. Right. And here she is. <laughs> um, so when last we left our heroes, Mike, uh, Mike being the one here, the only one here who was present in the party. Uh, right. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to super recap, but I just know you'll help be able to help Gerald and meets the heroes Brightcliff, <laughs> a short name Brightcliff. Or B. Yes, sure, B. It's B is perfectly okay. fine. You get all kinds hey, of called off mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike will be the one here who was there before. Uh, so if you could, at some points, if there's any confusion, help sort of explain sure. what's going on to Gerald and Kelsey. Help me. Yes. <laughs> for the, um, just for the sake of, uh, of getting people caught up on what happened at the last session, which was you guys have now entered the temple. Connell and Brightcliff, or B, have now... Uh, kind of met each other at the same time in the door and have walked in where they find the party. Ront, Savara, Azazel are kind of holding back, kind of watching the door, making making sure there are no more ghouls that, uh, you know, A, they can blow up, well, they can knock down, blow up, and then go stab, stab, you know, in that order. <laughs> they have decided this is their, this is their battle. That's right, yeah. Yes. Smart. <laughs> and so it is Halexan, Connell and B, who are now at the threshold of the secret entrance into the the inner, 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 inner sanctum of the temple that you guys have found. You guys walked through continuously lavish priestly rooms that are decorated well. You've also found these runes on the floor, it, right in underneath the door and under the carpet. If you peel back the little red carpet a little bit, you'll find them there. And slowly, Ron has observed little, just tiny, tiny little, they're glowing, tiny little particles of light in the glowing runes are starting to just fade away, like random parts of them, just, just like every few seconds or so, minuscule parts of them, but they'll just fade away. They'll just die. And they won't glow back. Oh, yes. So it, it's some kind of fading enchantment? I would say so. I would say some sort of uh, fading enchantment is a, is a good assessment. The hallway is not as well lit as the rest of the temple. Uh, there are torches on the wall. Uh, it seems dank, but not damp. Uh, there are some cobwebs in the vaulted ceilings, as if no one has been in here for the longest time. You can oh, you can also find that the dust is disturbed along this hallway, where some of the runes are, uh, where the runes are along the floor. You can see it continues to 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 turn right in the same coiling pattern that you have gotcha. noticed from the rest of the temple. This is this is the the. Uh, the hallway, like, past the... There was the, the door behind the altar, Yes, the right? door behind the altar, yeah, okay. yes. In the weird octagonal trail that folds it on itself, like a nautilus. So, so yeah, what, what did I miss? Explosions? <laughs> preaching? They explained to you that you missed a fight between them and ghouls, ghasts, and the was-dead, then made undead Claudia Sinclair, the lieutenant of the expeditionary force that came to explore the mountain and found this entrance into this underground dwarven city. We thought that she'd been devoured by 
you know, the, the ghouls, but it turns out that she was transformed into some kind of undead uh, creature. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I missed out on a lot, didn't I? Yeah. yeah I'm that... here now, though. <laughs> How are you doing? Do you need some berries? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just a little tired. That's all. The one thing that did stick out to Savara, because Savara, I think, has a very, very, very intense memory of, of the past battle. Yes. Uh, I think it will be burned into her memory. Yeah, all, all that, that screeching that you heard, that was like half Claudia and half uh, Savara. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> explosions were mostly Savara. Wow, yeah. What, what, what happened? She just she became explosive? Or? Uh, well, um, we, we found some of that, that powder, the black powder that you know, there's yeah, the, the, there's the, the big giant with. room in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, we found a storehouse of it, and uh, yeah, it's pretty explosive. Oh, I, I missed the test subject, huh? The test phase. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I wanted to be the one to set things <laughs> on fire. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they also tell you about the arrow that lodged itself into uh, the side of a building and had on it a sealed <laughs> scroll. The motherfucker wrote it out. Put it on, sealed it, and then shot it <laughs> while so, we were fighting. <laughs> that or he had it pre-written. We we can't decide which is is more more like assholey. <laughs> so where is this letter? Um, I think Ront has it and he produces it, and it's written in common. Nothing special. Obviously, there are marks that uh, look snake-like. There's an Ouroboros. The seal is an Ouroboros. He shows you the wax seal. Mm. It's written on fine parchment. It says the message reads to the effect of, "Well done. Can't wait to see what you're made of when we finally meet." Uh, and it is not signed. Does the seal match my serpentine Ouroboros? It's, it's the same Ouroboros as the Maker's Mark, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those two would fit. And just to refresh me, originally we were coming out here looking for survivors. You were coming into the mountain looking for survivors. Well, I mean, specifically out oh, to the temple. Oh, to the temple, yes. You were coming to look for survivors, specifically Coco, the uh, the, the deep gnome, Svirfneblin, <laughs> if we want to be proper, <laughs> Cook who was last seen in this district, I think, running to the temple. I think you guys did get that information. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's right. And so when we got to the temple, it was barred from the inside. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. That all we know? Uh, pretty much. And there was this kind of... I think it's a secret passage, or is it just a door? Secret passage, yes. Yeah. Yes. B, Brightcliff. Yes. You also take notice of the floor and the glowing runes that fade. You also notice that the dust is disturbed. I'm very sad about the dying lights. Yeah, the dying very, lights. Very, very sad about yeah. the dying lights. It, it is written in a, an arcane script. Uh, not that you can really, you can't really read it because it's a weird dwarven arcane script, which mm-hmm. you don't, which no one has really run into a lot because that's not known to be their thing. Also, I should face the mic when I talk so that people can hear me. <laughs> um, yes, what? You, you, it is a weird dwarven arcane script. Uh, that you see in the in the disturbed dust. So what are what do these things look like that were illuminating and not illuminating anymore? Oh, oh, it it, it is literally a line of runes uh, that runs through the hallway and follows the curvature of the hall or the the bending of the hallway because it's not it's not like a steady curve like a spiral. It's more like an octagon whose sides are folding in on itself. And okay. 
just con- continuously does so. So you'll be walking straight for a little bit, and then you'll have an abrupt, what is 60 degree turn or something like that? I, I forget the opposite angle of octagons. Oh, wait, no, oct- uh, no, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, it, with eight, it would. 360. 360, yeah. 360 divided by 8. 360 divided by 8. Let me pull out my phone. It's like 45. 45. I think it might. You're right. You're right. 45. Yeah, so 45 degrees. So 45 degree turn to the right. Damn, Gerald. Nice job. Holy shit, he's right. Damn. Who I did that? Damn, math. All right, so. He's like, I think it's 45. Fucking A. So, um... Yes, just a sharp 45 degree turn to the right every few feet or so, and that increment begins to get smaller. Uh, the the hallways get shorter before they make a right turn. Like the width? Or right, like, like the length. Oh, yeah, length. Like, oh, okay. was it, wasn't the store rather small? Yes. Yeah, yeah it, it was just a small door made to not be noticed. Definitely. Like a hatch. Like a, like a little hatch, yeah, but not going down, just like boop. Are the lights going off? Like, are they dying in succession, or is it random sporadic? It is randomly sporadic, but the interval, the interval is the same. It's it's like the Predator. This whole thing's going to go up. <laughs> no! No. Okay, sorry. Random. No, no, no. I mean, good, good job. Good. Uh, random. <laughs> yes, random locations, but same time. I would say maybe every 15 seconds. One, one, one little, one little portion, one tiny room dies, and there are tons of these rooms. Like they're, they're, they're in a line. It's a very complicated, complex, sprawling engravement in the stone floor with many different rooms and many different lines and segments and sections. But a small portion every 15 seconds will die away and you won't see it come back. And sometimes, sometimes because of the randomness. A portion will die away in the segment of the hallway that you're in, and then maybe two minutes pass before you see another portion in the same hallway die away. Okay. But so at, you have seen a portion in one hallway die away, and then 15 seconds later, a, in the same hallway, you've seen another little light die. Well, I go over to one of those portions, and I blow on it. Nothing happens. Hey, I had magic breath before. You what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think whatever this is, uh, we're on some kind of timer. So, do I have a minute to sense favorite enemies real quick and see what's around? Uh, yes you can. Within, it's just standard humanoids. Yeah, it's just humanoids. Okay. Within the mile, because remember, you used this previously before and I gave you big numbers, hundreds, whatever. Mm -hmm. Within the mile, very close to you, you sense a humanoid. I would say, I think if you get to know distance, direction... Nah, direction's weird because you're inside a spiral thingy. Distance, I would say, within 50 feet. Below? Not below. Not below. Uh, around you, sort of like, if you're looking at the inner wall, or what you would perceive as the inner wall, it's through the inner wall somewhere. Like, you can you, you can tell that there is a humanoid in here recently. Well, we are definitely not alone in here. No, you're not. Other things you can set within the five-mile radius, uh, aside from everyone who fucking lives in the city, Baldur's Gate... You can sense the uh, you can sense that the sheer number of humanoids in the north has just uh, exponentially shrunk. 
not that everyone's gone, but it, where I said you was like eighty or something, eighty just standard humanoids. Yeah, I would okay, say now it was we're like sensing, before it was within like a five mile distance. Yeah, now yeah, just yeah, homing yeah, in on yeah, where we are. In. I would say that has shrunk down to I'm going to say seven and hope that's correct. Seven humanoids. Seven asterisks. Seven asterisks. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven to ten. We're going to say seven to ten in the room. Not in the room. Uh, yeah, I, I, in, I, I, in I the relate. general cavern. I relay the information to them, and then I kick a rock over. What was that, guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cross for what? There is a tense moment in the hallway, and it's quiet. And in the quietness where all of you stop, you can hear the floor is is humming a little bit. And then roll me a perception check. <laughs> and also roll me, uh, after you roll a perception check. Uh, 12. Okay. Oh, sorry, 11. Oh, what? <laughs> I forgot what my perception is. 16 plus... So 21. Alright, 21. Good. I've noticed something, guys. This humming isn't me. <laughs> oh, that's it cool. What's that? Going. Oh my gosh. It, uh, Inception. These are the Inception These one. are the poly, oop, the poly hero dice. This also yeah. is a d20. Yeah. Uh, these are the poly hero dice. This is the wizard set. She is spinning the wizard's hat. It's, it's, it's still it, spinning. It's which still spinning. takes forever to find anything. I'm so sorry. I mean, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's it, it's definitely more of a novelty thing than a practical thing. Fifteen or nine? Uh, let me make sure. Nine. Yeah, we're gonna call that a nine, almost a twenty. Plus your perception is for her. It's a plus two, so eleven. You all hear muttering from deeper in the. It's lightly echoing in towards you from deeper in the this hallway that constantly turns right. This weird octagonal spiral. And it's muttering. You can't quite make it out because the echoes are a little distorted because of the distance. I also need you all to make intelligent saving throws. Damn it. A 10. Plus zero, so let's just hope I don't roll anything. Ha! 10. Okay. I got a five. Okay. You're in the hallway. (laughs) What do you do? You hear the muttering, and that's... Well, I pull out my bow, because I'm scared now, because I know that's not my rock. No, it is It is not your rock. Okay, I will suggest that everyone except for the stealthiest, stealthiest of us, you know, <laughs> the ranger, myself, and the, the tabaxi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everyone else should stay here, and we'll continue on. Yes. And story cohesion has been achieved. So, um, out of curiosity, we're in, like, hallways, right? Yes, like, yes, you're okay. in hallways. So, yeah, I won't just, you know, blatantly fire. <laughs> These are, they, the hallways are... You don't need tinnitus, uh, oh, guys, man, right? No. They are 15 feet wide. Well, the, the humming is scary because we have been dealing with animatronics and stuff and, like, you know, like, things that, uh, communicate via, like, what we think are, like, vibrations or sounds. It is a low, soft, um, almost... Look at that. Comforting humming. Okay. And it it's it's all around you, but it, if you're trying to figure out the source of it, you find that it comes from the floor, especially with your twenty with your perception check that you had, whatever that was. Uh, it was high, like a twenty-one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with that, you find that it's coming from the floor, specifically the runes themselves. Okay. Well, what do you say, guys? Shall so, we venture onwards? Yeah. Let, let, let's uh, try to find the source of that muttering, and, and we'll try to be quiet. So. If it's anything uh, malicious, we can... Avoid it. Hide. Yes. I was going to say get the drop on it, but that's probably wiser. I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying this new thing where I don't just blatantly charge in and shoot stuff. It's really hard. Appreciated. <laughs> Very appreciated. Why didn't I think of that? 
Well, when you become a human, uh, or rather a half-human pincushion, you, you kind of learn a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who are these people that I ran into? <laughs> I'm visibly uncomfortable. Like, this whole situation is me. I'm, like, on edge. I'm very close to the wall. Uh, I'm very upset about the runes. <laughs> um, I don't need to draw attention, but your fur is standing on edge. Yes, where? <laughs> kind of like my spikes? Yes. yes it's it making me nervous. <laughs> I will try okay. to. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to bring them down for you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I, I I will try to speak. Okay. Cool. Roll me stuff. Twenty one. You silently pad along the stone floor. You notice there is no carpet to soften the cushion. There is no carpet from here on out. It is mostly flagstones. But you are you are quite quiet along them. Okay. And there's nothing like it's a 15 foot wide hallway. I'll You're try down the middle. It's I'll try not to step on the the runes if possible. It is, it is difficult if you're going to be in the middle, uh, but it's doable. It will take slower. There, it it's it's about a three foot wide band of runes. Okay. Hmm. Well, then I, I won't be too careful about it. But like, I'll try. What I'll do is I'll I'll keep an eye out if touching the runes or walking on them in any mm-hmm. way affects the light that's coming from mm-hmm. them. Then I'll reassess. But otherwise, I just won't be too. What are Connell and B doing? I am walking very slow. I'm very very concerned about what's going on. Are you trying to keep up with Halexen? Sort of, but I'm like, I'm the farthest back okay, so from the, the group. Back. I'm very, very aware of what's going on. Okay, roll me a stealth check then. If you're trying to keep up with uh, them and Connell, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to get as far ahead as possible. Okay, I, you I definitely roll me a stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> I got another five! Okay, you... you but I have um, plus six. Oh! Probably you have plus six eleven. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm kind of letting the so um, adventurers go forward because I you 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 are you are an adventurer. 14. You're 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 in a sense. Oh, Connell, check fourteen. Okay, you are in a sense an adventurer uh, because you were hired as a team. You were hired as part of the team to f- do the first expedition into this mm-hmm. uh, mountain. So yes, consider yourself an adventurer. Ah, consider myself adventure. Yes. <laughs> and, okay. So you continue along. You're very quiet. The muttering does get louder as you go on. And now you're four or five more turns in. Mm-hmm. And you can start to make out the words of this muttering. Unsalted butter. Four onions sliced. Two garlic cloves chopped. Two bay leaves. Two fresh thyme sprigs. Kosher salt. Freshly ground black pepper. Red wine. One cup. About half a bottle. Three heaping tablespoons all-purpose flour. Two quarts beef broth, one baguette, one and a half pound grated cheese. And you hear that muttered over and over and over. I think it's a curse. It's definitely not the recipe for cake. Uh, you hear him mess up once or twice. As soon as if he messes up, he starts over from the beginning. Do you want to follow the voice and just take a peek and see? Yes, uh, he, he doesn't sound well. Um, well, he, he sounds very distracted, so at the very least, I don't think he'll notice us if we're really quiet. He sounds very hungry. Good point. Pressing on. I want to know who he's cooking for. Or who he's cooking. (laughs) Or who he's cooking. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, Yeah, so you continue on. And you finally enter, uh, you finally come to where the wall doesn't take a 45 degree turn, but like abruptly ends. And the runes also cut straight in on on a 90 degree angle right turn. And there is more light coming from whatever room or chamber 
or end of hallway deal this is. And so there's this light. It's about, I'd say, from where you are, when you can see it. It's about 20 feet in front of you, the, this, this abrupt entrance. And it's a 10-foot wide uh, entrance. There's one huge vault door that you can see just make out the turning handle of it, the, the spokes of the wheel that turns it, mm-hmm. that has been swung inward into the room. Okay. And this is where the voices are coming from? Yes, that's where the voices are coming from. One singular voice. One voice. Yes. Quietly approach. Okay. You approach the, the entrance, and when you look into the room, you can see it is a, a perfectly octagonal room. There is no no further hallways or doorways or anything. The rooms lead up to about five feet away from this central glass pillar, or what seems to be glass pillar, and then they circle around back and forth, lacing back and forth around this pillar multiple times, staying three-foot band, and they are glowing very brightly. You can tell that some of the runes in this particular circle uh, have died away. Uh, not too many, though. Mm-hmm. You can see in the corner, uh, in a fetal position, rocking back and forth, is this uh, tiny deep gnome with with a nightcap on, uh, in some in undergarments, like a little sleeping gown, with with a few of his belongings sitting next to him in a satchel, and he is rocking back and forth, and he is muttering the same thing he's always been muttering, uh, which sounds like a recipe. He's just muttering it over and over again, and he seems to not notice you at all. And this pillar, this of uh, this pillar, which uh, about two feet off the ground is stone, and then there's there's these magic runes around it, and then there seems to be this glass octagonal prism that's filled with inky black smoke that you can't see into too far into, and then it's capped with another three feet of stone that has runes around it. Uh, and then it just, it's the ceiling. And along the wall, since it is lit, you can see that there are these images. Mm-hmm. You can see uh, specifically seven of them because the, the one there's a doorway that is that you can't like see that you're into. It's ten foot. There are seven Im- images. They are the Pegasus, the giant uh, Zeratan sea turtle thing. Mm. There is the Sphinx. There is the Phoenix. There is the bear. And there is the giant rock bird looking thing. And on the seventh wall, you can see a serpent-like creature coiling in on itself with black and silver coloration. Um, and, and they're all facing in. They're not side profiles. They're facing as if you were you would draw them from the front. Yes, B. Are the runes on the big, tall glass thing with the, with the smoke in it? Are they glowing and dying too? They they are the same script, glowing and they seem to be stronger than than the others. They don't seem to be dying away yet. Okay. Then none of them seem to have faded away. And the smoke is like, is it like thick smoke? Thick, inky black. You can't see through through any through it at all. Not so not it's opaque. All. Opaque. Completely okay. opaque, but you can tell it is a smoky gas-filled prism chamber. Is there any way to get in? Uh, no, 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 no. There seems to be no entrance into this uh, into this central pillar-like chamber. So, how yeah. do you want to go and talk to him, or should I just put him out of his misery? Look no, no, no. Let's, let's talk to him first. Um, I'll. I'll... I'll, I'll draw my I'll draw my bow, and you just you know ease on into him. Don't startle him, because I don't know what I will do if he 
jumps at you. Shadow okay. <clears throat> oh, oh, uh, sorry, what was your name again? B. B. Observe. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Why do I feel like I'm part of an experiment all of a sudden? <laughs> roll, me, roll me an insight check. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three. You Yay. have the the dreadful feeling as if you are being watched. <laughs> okay, put away the crossbow, <clears throat> comport myself, and walk out. You walk out into the room. Okay, cool. You are in the room successfully. I'm right behind him. What was the the name of uh, the the deep gnome again? Uh, his nickname was Coco. I be- I forgot his like. Uh, uh, Mister Coco. Unsalted butter, four onions. Two garlic cloves, two bay leaves. Uh, that would, I think, be very flavorful. But uh, are you all right? And I'll, you know, kind of walk closer. Two fresh thyme spades. Salt. Black pepper. I'm afraid I don't have any black pepper. Um, red wine. Red wine we might be able to help with or substitute. Um, uh, my name is Lexan. Uh, I'm here with the rescue party. And I'll get closer every time I talk. He's still rocking back and forth, and he replies with three heaping tablespoons flour. Uh, that could be a little bit difficult right now. I don't have any tablespoons or flour. Um, and, you know, walk up to him and kind of carefully, you know, put my hand on his shoulder. He screams, a guttural scream. Don't you! Don't you! <laughs> <laughs> my claws are out. And then as soon as you remove your hand, he says, two coarse beef broth, one baguette, sliced. A half pound of grated cheese. I'm going to reach back and pull out the kitchen knife that I have from um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, way back from Rufus's. I kept mm-hmm. it as a memento. Yeah. Kind of like, um, I would love to, to help you. Uh, I can cut some onions. Do you happen to know where there are some onions or garlic cloves? Just kind of like, you know, show him like the kitchen knife, trying to like break him out of it. <laughs> sure, sure. He, he, reaches, he, he reaches into his, his little rucksack and he pulls out an onion and he, and, he, and he holds out his open hand. Oh, I think at this, uh, why don't you just uh, dictate? I'll, I'll, I'll do it he, 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 He's remaining, he says four onions sliced. Right, yes. Uh, I have the knife. If you give me the onion... Then... Four onions, sliced. <laughs> I just walk over, and I, like, I look in his bag. It's it's food. It, it's, food. It seems like food, and then some belongings. You can see he has a locket in there, and minor adventuring tools. He doesn't really have much. It seems like he the stuff he has with him is, is very essential, important stuff that he cares for, but not stuff that's necessarily needed to survive. So is he on his side, on his back? He's, he's sitting on his ass on the stone floor in the corner, rocking back and forth up against the wall with his back. Does he need some water? Or... You hear a voice. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> echoing in the room, saying, I am sorry. I believe I have made him learn too much. <laughs> turn, turn, look around. Where did There's that There's no one around from? you. Uh, look up. I I think he already knew how to cook. Yes, he did. I was not talking about his recipes. Who is speaking right now? The voice sounds like it's coming from the the inky, smoke-filled black pillar. Oh. Hey, everyone. We're just going to jump on real quick and do our quick little intermission that we always do. Just to bring you uh, some things we found, some things that were sent to us, and your cue corner, and all the other stuff that we might talk about uh, in the middle of the episode. 
Uh, Kelsey's joining me again today. Uh, I hope you are enjoying her in the episode as Meets the Heroes Brightcliff, or B for short. B! It's me! <laughs> it me! It her! <laughs> so, uh, the first thing we have up is a, an NPC portraits deck that was uh, sent to us uh, courtesy of Richard Kirk through Drive Through RPG. He asked us to take a look at it and tell you guys about it. The NPC Portraits deck is a deck of 64 poker-sized playing cards with a wide range of photographs of people who could be NPCs in your next role-playing game. Every card has a male face on one side and a female face on the other, and we hope they will serve as inspiration for that next NPC your heroes meet. Now, these cards are all very modern modern pictures, modern photographs. You won't find any fantasy characters in this particular deck, but you will find a wide range of cultural and ethnic uh, representation here uh, that you can choose from for any of your modern games. And we hope you check that out. Again, that is the NPC Portraits deck from Richard Kirk on Drive Through RPG. Now, up next, uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump to our Q corner. So, Kelsey, take it away. All right, guys, so last episode's question was, which classic dungeon boss is your favorite? We had a selection of four, as we normally always do. <laughs> and This um, Twitter won't let you have more than four. Boo! Anyway, so the choices that we had were Beholder, Dragon, Lich, and Vampire. The Beholder got 95 votes. Dragon got 225. <laughs> Lich got 104, and Vampire got 29. Total participants were 453 of you. Holy crap. Thanks, guys. That's amazing. Thank you all, everybody who engaged with us and voted. It means a lot. Um, my vote, personally, was the dragon, but y'all already knew that. <laughs> yes. So, thank you, guys. Yay. Back to Adam. All right. So, that was last episode's Q Corner. This episode's Q Corner, we're, we're going to go a, a, a little bit more dangerous. Well, I guess dangerous as in everyday life. If there was a mimic in this world, which mimic would most likely kill you? Our choices are a smartphone a bed, a toilet, or a microwave. Be on the lookout for this poll coming on Twitter and Facebook, and you can check it out there and put your vote. We're gonna do the same thing that we did for the last one, which is put the poll up on Twitter first. That's gonna run until this coming Saturday, and then we'll put it up on the unofficial uh, Dungeons and Dragons Facebook page, and we'll also put it up on our Facebook page. Uh, I've been bad at not doing that for you, so go ahead and check out our official Facebook page for that poll. Uh, starting also today. So there you go. Uh, woo! Yay. What would you do? What would most likely kill you? Um, I would say probably the microwave because I don't really. Yeah, because I don't really cook. Oh. And, and and it's like I don't like use it often, as often, right? So I'm not I'm not as suspicious about it, right? Mm. I, I, I like like I wouldn't feel off to me like if I touched it, I, I as I could like <laughs> my smartphone or my bed or my toilet. <laughs> I feel like I feel like our bed would kill me because that's where I feel my most safe. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a mimic would be like, "I got you, bitch." That's true. <laughs> that's fair. Although there is that whole like thing about like how the best way to kill somebody is on the toilet. That was actually from um, Austin Powers. 
Oh, wait, wait, what? The second Austin Powers, when he was like, why don't you just go back in time and shoot him on the toilet or something? Oh, so shit. That's, it's been too long since too. I've seen that movie. What I love about this question is that, like, each one is, like, pretty, it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty good choice. Like, people have good choices for this. So I feel like it's going to be sort of even with this one. And we can thank Pierre for that question. Thank you so much, Pierre. Thanks, Ron. Uh, and lastly, we want to thank you all for being patient with us with the issues we had for the last couple of episodes. I, I, I know the first 10 minutes of this episode also contained part of that session. Sorry about the, the audio stuff. It, it, it got fixed and we're fine here and I, I will do my best to keep that from happening again. Sorry, I switched to a new recording desktop for this. So uh, now that that's, uh, that's all settled, uh, we got to figure it out. And thank you for hanging on, and we appreciate it. Yay. And uh, that's it, Yay. I believe. Yes. And uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Happy 4th of July to everybody who's in the U.S. And happy Canada Day, too. Yay! Oh, I forgot it. Yay. Yay! Happy Canada Day, happy 4th Canada of July. Day. Happy 4th of July. Happy uh, 4th of the Canada. <laughs> 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 anyway, yay! Happy Fourth of July and Canada Day! Bye! Bye! The voice sounds like it's coming from the the inky, smoke-filled black pillar. Oh, I go over to it and knock on it. <laughs> Hello? Am I in there? Is she really There's a man starving out here. You you instantly as soon as you if you do da 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 you see two hands. What? First first they they hit they hit the side of the of the glass. Boom boom. Oh my god! At the same time. I jump back like ten feet. And when you get a closer look at the hands, the fingers seem long, and the skin on them seems to be decaying. Nope. And, and then they slowly pull back into the smoke. Well, what happened to observe, B? <laughs> <laughs> well, stowing the knife. Well, it's very nice meeting you. I'm sure that you, we have a lot to talk about. But uh, as you said, he, I think he, he's learned a little too much. So we're just going to take Coco with us and, you know, kind of like try to scoop up Coco and maybe try to scruff the neck. And... Yes, I'm sorry I told him too much of the truth. Oh, I'm sure it's it's, it's perfectly fine. Come get his bag. <laughs> I'm ready, like, I'm in his bag just, like, eating bread. Are you not going to say? Well, uh, I... Alexa. Oh, shit. Now... Come. You know my name because no, you don't. How did you know his name? And meets the heroes, Brightcliff. What? So, what was this truth you were talking about? Would you like to stay and have me fill your head with the many truths I know? Will he end up like Coco? He might. Uh, that's probably not a good idea. I take the onion from Coco's hand. Did I ever tell you guys about ogres? No, no, you have not. Is it now the right time for that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Adam? I'm okay. You're gonna do what you're gonna do, because you're gonna do it anyway. I, I sense a metaphor coming up. <laughs> I don't think Coco had enough layers. We might. You of all people as well, Hal. I, actually, I'm, I'm sort of an open book, you know? <laughs> he was very simple to be as kind as I can about his uh, certain intellectual state. You, however... I feel are equipped to learn the deep, dark secrets of the cosmos. Oh, well, shucks. <laughs> Take a swig of my flax. 
<laughs> Burp obnoxiously too. Like. <laughs> yes. Fine examples of what this universe has to offer. Who exactly are you? My name is Ganymedes. Ganymedes. Uh, p- pleasure meeting you. Uh, are we really doing this? I want to know the truth. He thinks I'm smart. Uh. <laughs> Don't tap on the glass. <laughs> <coughs> I trust you, Colin. And, and, and for you all, that is G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E-S. Like Ganymede and then S. So Ganymedes. G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E-S. Scary dead hands. My hands are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I must congratulate you on uh, your success against my representatives in this plane. Explain. Me or him? Because I, I I just got here. <laughs> All of you. Well, not you. You are not there. But that is fine. Your, your represent. Which which representative exactly? Are we talking the snake people or the dead people? Oh no, those uh, snake people. The one T are not of much interest to me, but their workings in this place is interesting. However, I serve a greater purpose. Which is? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, I, I would like to know, please. There is no response to that. He doesn't like me, guys. <laughs> so, Hal, mm. I'd like to know the truth. Would you like to watch over me so I don't become that? Point Sir, Coco. I'm also interested in what Ganymedes here knows about snake people. I'm... Well, Ganymede. Ah, yes. As you can tell, I am... A bit contained, if you will, imprisoned, let us say, unfairly, unjustly. However, there is a beautiful stone of white light, brilliant, that is being guarded over by a golem, if you will, in the eastern part of the city. If you would retrieve that for me, and possibly even free me, I will tell you all of the truths that you need to know, and fulfill your wishes, and maybe even give you great power, and show you the truth. So what did Coco have to do to get this truth? Being locked up in this place as I am, I was born, and wanted to have a little bit of entertainment. I have a great feeling about this guy. (laughs) Certainly a a, a lively fellow. (laughs) Well, at the very least, he's truthful. Can you tell us anything about these runes? Oh, yes. These runes are very powerful. They are the things that are keeping me here. However, I can feel their hold on me grow weaker and weaker. It Hmm. is exciting, promising. Well, then, if their hold is growing weaker, then you probably don't need us to free you. That is true. However, it is a long time to wait. Why? Are you here? Oh, simple. I was a threat to these dwarves and to their way of life. And so they imprisoned me here wrongly because they could not handle the truth. The truth of what? The truth of the future. Did you order the code red? <laughs> so how far is this stone? It is not too far. Across the city. Yeah, it's not too far. You said it's being held by a golem. I assume you mean one of the automatons? No. No, no. It is an old feature that has been here for 
many, 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 many years. So if you want to be freed faster, can you at least give us a little bit of insight what we're going up against here? Any weaknesses? Oh, weaknesses. Well, I can tell you, it is designed to be the guardian of the city. That is so helpful. Yes. I have been stuck in here and have only recently been able to, uh, shall we say, send uh, little hands, little fingers out to I, I, just, I, I just feel like you're not telling us everything. I mean, you've been no, here a I'm while, not. right? You are yeah. very smart. I am not telling you everything. Well, I, so, uh, you, you want us to help you. I, I'm just trying to help you out here. Eventually, whether or not you help me, I will be free. I am giving you a reward, a possibility, if you help me free me early. However, uh, seeing as how you uh, very deftly destroyed the only outlet I have into this city very quickly, uh, I don't think you will have much problem with this stone garden. Thank you, by the way, for killing all of my servants. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's no, very no helpful. It makes me want to help you more. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, so you could just show me the truth, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> would you like to see the truth? <laughs> I, that, I mean, I, I would like to see the truth. That's why we're probably going to go on this mission for the stone, right? Well, I could show you the truth now. It might make the mission more entertaining. Yes, let's do it. Clean up the chaos. I love it. Okay. Uh, I need you to roll an intelligence saving throw. And, or you can choose to fail it. 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You step forward, and all of a sudden, you all see Connell's eyes turn the same inky black. Oh, shit. And, Connell, your senses of the world around you have dropped away completely. You feel the stones beneath your feet, and but you're, you can't hear anything else. You can still smell the dank duskiness, but your eyes and your ears are now perceiving this dark void. And it seems as if... There's this plain of wasteland set before you, and the sky is black. The clouds are dark and stormy, and where there are no clouds in the sky, it is just empty, devoid of stars or sun or moon or anything. And there is this high, piercing, howling wind that is just sweeping across this wasteland. And you can see in the, in the distance a bright light and a sort of black light if you will, rotating around each other and occasionally clashing into each other. Every so often, one would back off, and then they would try to crash into the other one, and it would be this back and forth, and then your eyes, uh, your vision shifts, and you can see the world very, very, very far away, and you can see this this icy thing hurtling towards it, and it's as if it, it's, it's very large. And all of a sudden, you you can see this uh, the bright light, the non-black light, rush towards it, and then there's a, an explosion, and your vision whites out again. And you come forward to this other sensation, and you can feel around you that there are dark presences, specifically five very intense dark presences. And then behind them, there is a sixth presence 
that is uh, just watching them watch over you. It's as if you're huddled over and these things are staring down at you. And then above you, above the sixth figure that is watching over the five, there are many... You can't even count them, but you know that there are multiples of them. And it's not that they're they're just so innumerable. It's just that you feel these fears deep inside you that you never knew you had. But when you when you scratch the surface of them, you know they're there. You're worried about what they could be and what they could mean. They feel like the essence of despair. And there are multiple different beings, if you will, that sort of have this feeling to them. They are very far off in the distance above you in this dark landscape, completely black. And they're looking down at everything, and it feels like they're waiting. And you can also see, when your vision changes for one final time, you can see someone, a lady, you can tell, sitting on a throne. And it is, it is also a plane of darkness. <laughs> There's a lot of darkness in this weird premonition. But it is a lady sitting on a throne. Uh, she has a veil uh, over her face. And that's it. And then you come back. I'm going to be like shaking his, sh- his shoulder like, Connell? Yeah, yeah. Connell? You've been shaking his shoulder for a good 15 minutes. However, in your mind's eye, uh, it takes like 30 seconds. Okay, so if it's been 15 minutes, then like I have my sword out. And I'm like... You, you know, might be... You, then then, then uh, Ganymedes will be like, It is fine. He will come out. See, there he is. He is already fine. You the know? hell it is fine. He's been... What the, did you do to him? I showed him the truth. As or as much of it as he could handle. As soon as I'm coherent, I start saying, Bread, onions, a little bit of salt. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then if you stop... Um, <laughs> Coco will finish in the recipe <laughs> and correct you where. where. So I'm like, whoa, that no, was such a trip. I pull open the my flask and just chug the rest of my heart fire. <laughs> what, what 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 did you see? I I just I just came back from the shadow realm, man. Dark things. The shadow realm. Dark things there. <laughs> it is the truth. The truth, the truth of what? the future. The truth of everything. What did you see? More detail. What did you see? Couple of black things, some white things. It's very descriptive. It is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! I I am humbled by your your wisdom. (laughs) That is a very nice sword you have. Yes, it is. Where did you get it? None of your business. Hmm. I think it might be part of a wedding soon. Very soon it might become my business, but that is not for me to worry about today. Right, today your business is strange stones that are guarded by golems and and and, and becoming black free. and white places and, yes, and yes. onions. And Ganon. onions, many onions, many layers. Ganon, hit him with the truth. What? Would you like to see the truth? Do it. Well, I mean, he's already told me the truth. <laughs> then there it. you go. If you would like to see the truth again, you may replay <laughs> this cutscene. <laughs> I'm going to press X to pay respect. <laughs> Um, I, I just think I just think you guys need a broad, a broader vision other than my descri- description of black and white. It is pretty black and white. I'm not gonna lie. Did you see anything particular that the things that were black and white? Hard to say. Hard to say. There was a lot of black things and only a couple of white things. You're gonna make me have him show me the truth, and I'm gonna end up battling about onions and garlic and and. and... No, he, you got he he got he got this right. 
I talked I talk again. Ganymedes does not reply. <laughs> he, he, you got this, man. He's not going to show you more than possible because he needs to make sure that we get the stone. Well, we get the stone and set him free early. D- did anything that he showed you actually help with that? I mean, at this point, I'm not afraid of fighting a golem. Okay, well, I'm not afraid of fighting a golem either, so I'll pass. Uh, <laughs> why don't we go ahead and take we'll, we'll take Coco back and and we'll consider your offer, okay? I would like to see the two. Oh, gods. Roll me an intelligent saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Call a Cthulhu here. <laughs> You're about to lose insanity. <laughs> oh, that's not good. And I... Uh, anyway, actually, it's an 11. Aha! Aha! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that. Oh, good <laughs> um, Let me see. I need you to roll me a d100. That will be the... The two little cool. Hey, last time that worked to our advantage, you made the rock float. Mm-hmm. I seem to recall multiple fireballs <laughs> uh, in my face. Six and a one. Uh, which one is has a dot underneath it? The one. The one. Okay. What was that? You retreat into your mind. Great. And become paralyzed. Uh, I'm paralyzed. You're, you're paralyzed. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see that meat bee just stops. She's standing there. She's she's just breathing. Is her, her eyes... Nope. Covered her? Nope. Uh, bee? She does not reply. Put my hand over... Like, like wave her my hand over. Her eyes do not follow. I take my bow. And oh, I, oh, no. <laughs> not at her. Okay, <laughs> and I, like, right next to her ear, but to the right of her what ear. <laughs> what do you do? Should I let go, Hal? No, no. Ganymedes, what happened to her? She would be fine. Give it a minute or two. So in this minute or two, is there nothing else you can tell us about that golem? Because I just really want to know what we're getting into here. I do not know what it looks like. Can you tell us where to find it? In the east. In the eastern part of the city. There is a residential area where the the inhabitants of this this dwelling used to live. Many of them. Uh, at this point, you come back to full consciousness and are not paralyzed anymore. But you have no memory of the last two minutes. Did you see the truth? I didn't see shit. You lied. I tried to show him the truth. Why can't I see the truth? Because it's the big true truth. <laughs> <laughs> you think I am scared by your claws? I think you're scared. I just take one claw and like go up to the like the glass. And... Oh! Ah! Oh! You do so. Surprisingly, you do not leave a scratch. What the? Stupid. That was painful. Sometimes negative information is information. Yeah, guys, I didn't see anything. (laughs) Just a delicate. How do we know you're not alive? Just kidding. (laughs) Alright, so you're... It guards an arena where the dwarves used to take in their entertainment. Well, we at least know literally where that is. East. All right, well, thanks for the help. I enjoyed the truth. It was nice. Good. Very pleasurable. Same. Um, I'm going to be taking his food. <laughs> Crab. I'm going to be taking the gnome. I do not care what you do with the gnome or his food. Will he be normal soon? Ganymedes does not reply. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you like me? Oh, it's got to be at least a 7 or 8. I would say at most a 3.5. <laughs> well, that's oh, not going to get us to help you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I can wait longer. Your fates will be the same, whether you help me or not. Ominous. Well, I guess it depends on whether we want to go on this quest or not. Now, whose fates will not, besides your own? Mm. Possibly no one. Possibly the rest of the world. Well, that's... I think we can risk it. Thanks, it's been nice. Goodbye, heroes. 
I will see you again. When we leave. So yeah, not, not if we don't come back. <laughs> you know, take, go out and like... So there's another room. As you we'll drop out, off the gnome and as, <laughs> as you walk out, one of the larger rooms in the circles that are circling the uh, the, the, the glass fades away. Oh, shit. Well, we're not doing that. <laughs> I, I know that we're like, you know, we're on this mission. I, I want to do it. I, I feel like whether he's good, bad, whatever it may be, I still feel like it's better to just, you know, do him a little favor now and hopefully it'll return the favor later on. If it's gonna, if our outcomes are gonna be the same anyway. Oh. He's getting out one way or another. It's right. just whether we help him or not. As far as I could tell, it didn't seem to be lying to us. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I saw some pretty scary stuff there. I'm not gonna lie, but, you know, that, that makes me think all the more that maybe we need to risk doing this just to have him as, like, a potential plutonic ally. I mean, if anything, he might just want to have fun. If that works to our advantage, you know, we'd just be like, hey, show those enemies the truth, and he'll... <laughs> I like where you're going with this. Let's go drop off the gnome and go look for a golem. Let's go. Yeah. Sure. So you are able to safely get back to... Uh, you meet up with the rest of the group, and you're able to safely get back to the... Turn back to the the big, huge... The, the fucking... Dwarven Death Star. That's the best I got. <laughs> okay, yeah. The best I got for it. Um, <coughs> the Super Mortar, as it were. And uh, you're able to bring Coco and reunite him with at least a Sunny, right? And so you walk in. You see Sunny Novello B, who's one of your team members. You guys, uh, you guys been gone a long time. Uh, you, uh, was you f- hey, Coco, you fucking found the dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little worse for wear. Yeah, say he's going over his fucking onion soup recipe over and over again. Uh, so, uh, relate where we found him. That was what, where he was, yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, what we saw, who we spoke to. Mm-hmm. Um, also mentioned that, uh, you know, dude asked us to do a thing, and I don't know, promised us things we want. And so I'm thinking maybe if what we want is for our friend Coco to be better, maybe he can do that. Roland and Lilith ask you th- for this this individual's name. Ganymedes. They have never heard of him. Connell apparently saw something of what it called the truth. Mm-hmm. So so with Roland, I explain it in like almost like I'm looking at it right now, like photographic memory-wise. God damn it! <laughs> so now you both have this information. Why um, didn't you tell us that before? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> True chaotic. You were going to have him and make my eyes black. I'm starting to think you guys blew up shit for fun. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. He's right. Roland and Lilith have no idea what these things mean. Lilith begins taking notes on it in extensive detail and says that she'll like file in, in their debrief whenever they get back to base. So my, my thoughts here are that... Um, Especially if we don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to get out anyway. L- Lilith speaks up. What do you mean, get out anyway? Uh, it seems to be contained, but whatever... At least what it says is that the the runes that are containing it in this glass, or sort of glass container thing that uh, didn't have scratches on it, actually scratched, right? No. The runes are fading, and so Ganymedes was speaking as though it would eventually be freed. The dwarves apparently put it in their... As they sense, they sense it was a danger to them. Sounds like a like a very powerful magic circle spell. Magic circle is a spell designed to keep things inside of them uh, until the spell 
fades away, or... It'll look like my mind is just completely blown. Well, then. Or, or until someone destroys the circle. Things, it, 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 sometimes oh, oh. warlocks will do, will do this when they, when they summon demons or, or devils to talk to them to pr- as an order of protection. They'll summon them inside of the circle so that they can't get to them. Are, yeah. are dwarves capable of doing that? Uh, dwarves are not particularly interested in such things, i found. But individuals of the arcane have many, very, and she sort of adjusts her little glasses, very many uh, esoteric fascinations. Okay. Because they, you know, he, men- he did mention that he was a threat to the dwarves. They th- the dwarves thought he was a threat. Oh, the dwarves thought he was a threat. So, like... And you said that this magic circle was fading? Yes. Uh, it, it seems to be. The, the wounds had light that was slowly going out. How quick was this fading? What, what was, was it close to being faded away? No, no. although, as, I, as we left, one of the runes closest to his containment thing... Uh, went out, but there were plenty of rooms left. Many, w- would you say? And she asks you yeah. for for a description. She yeah. asks you like twenty five percent, fifty percent, seventy, ninety, ninety nine. And I would say that you would guess around ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. So ninety eight percent are still glowing because remember, it's very like these rooms were everywhere throughout every hall you work you. you walk through and as you were coming back people were picking up the the carpet so it was all throughout this temple like this whole temple possibly was designed as one big magic circle enveloped magic circle mm. so it's possible they built the temple specifically to contain this thing it seems very possible although why they would put a temple in the same place like why they would put a place of worship in the same place that they held this ganymedes is confusing maybe as a cover to help hide the fact that he's there. But if it's fading, it would take, and as with this magic circle as large as the one you're describing, it would take something of immense magical power and ability to keep that going, which possibly could tie it to our missing Mythalar. I see. So what you're saying, now, then if we were to return the Mythalar, do you believe that the enchantment would hold? It is very possible. Um, depending depending on the state the Mythalar is in. Also, also, I've been doing some research on this uh, structure, and I, I found a way to get to the very top. And I think I found something quite interesting that um, y- you all would find interesting, and especially your your friend Rant would find interesting. Well, I think we should see it then. So, so she leads you through the fortress, and there are multiple... Uh, layers of like defenses and such and there's it's 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 a standard fortress there's authors quarters and whatnot she leads you to the very top steep climb by the way and about halfway through walking around you discover that there's like a like a weird lift system that has bags of black powder on it that it's like a pulley dumbwaiter system that you didn't notice before so it's like you just opening doors because she's like i don't know where the oh oh i guess we could have used this the whole time (laughs) Roland is with us as well. Uh, Roland, Roland is not with you. He's he might have seen it before, but she takes you all the way up and she opens this like roof hatch deal, which which is heavily barred. So she pulls back these bars and she like lifts this hatch and these stairs leading up to the top and there's you can feel slight cool air um, coming in and it, you can see the roof of the cavern. It's not very far away. 
and you can see uh, when you reach up onto the top of this structure, two things are, are very important. One, you can see the chains that are holding the, the top part of the structure. You can see where they're attached to the corners on, on each of the little edges of this hexagon. And two, other than where the chains are attached, it is completely entirely flat. It is a flat surface, except for the center circular bore hole, where you can stare all the way down to where the cobbled together, the statues, building parts, stone. How big is that circle? That circle is pretty wide. Where's that, that map? I believe it was. It was like 500 feet wide. So... And you We've can made note, it to the top. Yes, you've made it to the top. And you can also notice inscribed in the metal on the top of this circle all the way around the, the muzzle of this thing are gigantic ass runes. Gigantic. Similar to the ones that we saw, but like... Similar, but not glowing at all. Yeah. Mm. So did, are the these giant metal things are connected to the wall of the inside of the mountain? Uh, they, they are specifically sitting on the top. So imagine if you were staring at, at like a, a nut, you know, that you would screw onto a bolt. Not the faces where, where the wrench grips, but on the top, if it was sitting like this, all around here, these runes are just inscribed inside of the, of the one face of the nut. But I mean, the chains are holding it the up. Chain, they're, they're, they're connected they're, to the mountain. They're, they're connected to the mountain, yes. So it's like, yes, it, it, if you were skilled enough to blow off those pieces of the mountain, like, it would just Ball. It would just, yeah. Well, worst just case scenario. Hmm. So, Lilith, what do you believe that this entire structure was for? This, this the top here. The top? Yeah. Well, I. It, it seems if you're describing a magic circle, it, I would believe that this could also be a magic circle. Maybe is a means of protecting the townsfolk when the when this explosion went off. Mm, but um, the winds are, are not on at all. Which. So- I, I don't know. Yes. Yes, B. So, does this mean that maybe the spell the spell broke? It spell either broke or it's just not on right now. It could be conditional. Hmm. Okay. Maybe we should have Ront inspect this and see see if he can find anything here back at, at the place with the explosive. Oh yes. Thing. The 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 basically just to see if if Ront <coughs> as as an artificer can gain some kind of insight into how this might be turned on or, or off. Yeah. So um, why don't we reconvene, let them know, and then we can go scout out that golem while they go do that. I think that's a good idea. Cool. So you do reconvene, you let them know. It is, let me see. Oh yeah, can, can I, would you mind if I rested <laughs> before we go out? Not at all. Sure, yes, just go ahead. Uh, it is like in the morning. I know you didn't get a full long yeah, rest. So, in. so yeah. I should probably get a full long rest. Okay. That's... Okay. So uh, let me see. That it would be. It would be closer to like nine or ten now. So eight hours, six p.m. Yeah, I know we're really burning through time trying to find these guys, but like at the same time, Hal didn't sleep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connell's kind of well rested from like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm out of DM. I will totally allow you guys to have this long rest and like refill everything you need to. Okay. What? <laughs> I'm nocturnal. Oh my god. <laughs> so yes. Um, I am sleeping yeah. like a cat. <laughs>